0: Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, a ceasefire proposal on the table. Plus, awaiting the verdict, a lawyer examines accusations of genocide made by South Africa against Israel in the world court. And one man's vision for an alternative to the two-state solution, a man born in Gaza offers a possible way forward after the war. And the healing power of love, shown in practical ways to Jewish and Arab families by war. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Israelis awoke today to the highest single day casualty since the ground operation in Gaza began. And Israel has reportedly come up with a ceasefire plan after it refused Hamas's deal. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl has that story.
1: Israel awoke on Tuesday to the news of one of the worst days of the war in Gaza. Twenty-four soldiers killed, most of them in an explosion that destroyed two buildings in the central Gaza Strip, taking the lives of 21 reservists.
2: The forces were operating in an area between the Israeli communities and Gaza near the community of Kisufim. The forces were removing structures and terrorist infrastructure in the area approximately 600 meters from the border.
1: Initial findings indicate the soldiers were planting explosives in the buildings to bring them down and were still inside when terrorists fired an RPG, triggering the mines and causing the structures to collapse on top of those inside and nearby. IDF spokesman Daniel Hagari said, an investigation is continuing.
2: This war has a very painful and heavy price. The devoted reservists who rallied to the flag sacrificed everything for the security of Israel so that we all can live here securely.
1: In a statement, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, yesterday we experienced one of the most difficult days since the outbreak of the war i would like to stand by the dear families of our heroic fighters who fell on the battlefield on behalf of our heroes for our very lives we will not stop fighting until total victory the incident takes place as israel faces increasing pressure to end the fighting in gaza The government reportedly submitted a proposal to Hamas through Qatari and Egyptian mediators that included a two-month ceasefire in exchange for all Israeli hostages. Hamas said it won't accept any deal without a permanent ceasefire. In Brussels Monday, the European Union pushed for a two-state solution, despite Israel's repeated rejections to the plan.
3: The solution for sustainable lasting peace that ensures security not only by military means but by living side by side with its neighbors would involve the setting up of a palestinian state
1: meanwhile distraught relatives and supporters of the hostages disrupted a Knesset committee meeting on monday demanding the government make any deal to release their loved ones and protested at the prime minister's home later
4: what happened today at the Knesset was an expression of immense sorrow and pain that cannot longer be contained. And we're not lo- longer, no longer asking for pity. We're asking for actions.
1: Netanyahu told families that Hamas has not made any real proposal to secure the release of their loved ones. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem.
0: South Africa recently took the nation of Israel to the world court with accusations of genocide. Israel denies the claim, putting forth the argument that all its actions in Gaza are self-defense. Israeli lawyer Caleb Meyer shared his thoughts on the case and the military standards Israel is held to. Caleb Myers, thanks for joining us. You're the founder of Voice for Freedom. You're also uh, a lawyer. Uh, What is the significance of the accusation by South Africa in the International Court of Justice?
4: From a legal perspective, uh, the claims of South Africa are absolutely ridiculous. There's no army in the world that's ever gone to a greater to a greater extent and impl- applied more measures to protect innocent lives of civilians in a in a war situation. Certainly not in, the, in in such a complex urban warfare situation as you have in Gaza. And if you look at what Israel has done in Gaza and call that genocide, then basically. Every military situation is genocide, and if every everything is genocide, then nothing is genocide. So, you know, barring a very politicized uh, panel of judges, uh, they they should throw this thing out of court in order to protect the integrity of the the treaties and the laws which prevent uh, genocide. Otherwise, they're they're just uh, uh, completely destroying that that term.
0: And what's your sense about the way the Israeli government is pursuing trying to release? the hostages. Apparently, there's two different views whether or not they they continue the military campaign or have a ceasefire and do whatever they can to get the hostages released.
4: Well, I I, I think there are two things that uh, actually release hostages, Chris. One is continued military pressure on Hamas in Gaza. The second is international pressure on Qatar, as as we mentioned previously. Uh, By uh, debilitating Hamas, in Gaza, the Israeli government is, is doing probably as much as it can uh, to, to help release the hostages. Um, there, there's no perfect formula in a situation like this. It's very difficult. It's a very complex uh, uh, fighting situation. I have no doubt that uh, our prime minister and our government uh, want the hostages to come home, want to show that victory to the Israeli people in the Israeli world as much as these, these families want the hostages back.
0: Caleb Myers, founder of uh, voiceforfreedom.org. Thanks for joining us and thanks for all you're doing for the hostages release. Up next, he once worked for Yasser Arafat. Now he's a bridge builder between Arab and Jew. While the war with Hamas continues, tremendous efforts are being put forth unseen by the public about what comes next for Israelis and Gazans. Our next segment is an excerpt from reporter Gary Lane's program, The Global Lane, in which he interviews a man born in Gaza, Tassada, Sada, on his vision for the way to move forward.
5: During his recent trip to the Middle East, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced that four Arab nations and Turkey have offered to assist in planning the reconstruction and governance of Gaza once Israel ends its war against Hamas. Well, our next guest has another view of Gaza's future after the war. He believes a spiritual revival is about to break out. Taysir Sada is a former PLO sniper and aide to Yasser Arafat. In the 1990s, he came to faith in Jesus Christ. Today, he is founder of the Christian Hope of Peace Foundation. His story is told in the book, Once an Arafat Man. Tass, it's good to talk with you, so let's look uh, forward to the day after Israel's war against Hamas. Explain what you see happening spiritually in Gaza.
0: Uh,
2: I do believe we're going to have a lot of revival, a lot of believers coming through. It's already happening today, as far as I know from my team on the ground. uh, Many Muslims are looking for an alternative to Islam. And uh, so naturally, my team are always uh, promoting uh, Christianity and uh, their life whenever it's safe. And so we are looking at a, a a good revival going on already in the Gaza Strip due to what has happened, really. Uh, despite of the destruction that is taking place, I believe God has a purpose to, uh, to get the the Palestinians in Gaza uh, wake up and, and uh, look at a different alternative to, uh, to what they believe.
5: How about during, during the war as it's continuing? Our hearts turning. What do you I see happening?
2: So. I just got a report from one of my team members uh, that uh, about 200 Gazans gave their heart to Jesus in one lump sum because uh, the Lord appeared to them in, uh, in visions and dreams, and they, they were hugging each other and, and, and uh, you know, rejoicing and realized that all of them had the same vision that uh, each one of them had. And so, obviously, the Lord is doing His work, and uh, the believers around also in, in the land are, are doing their work.
5: Well, looking forward then again, uh, Jordan, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, the UAE and Turkey are offering to help reconstruct and govern Gaza after the war. So what do you think of that idea?
2: Uh, Qatar will be a a, a better alternative from what uh, what they have as their own leadership. The Palestinian Authority is really not the answer. They are not interested anyway. Qatar or United Arab Emirates. They all don't like each other. But yet when it comes to the Palestinian they all come together. And so you know uh, I think Qatar is taking the lead. Uh, they are doing a lot more talk to the Israelis. And uh, I think uh, what Qatar has done in, uh, in Doha. I grew up in Doha Qatar. Uh, I went there a couple of times. I did not find my ways because it changed. So, so
5: much. Tass, aren't aren't they aren't they hosting uh, Hamas? Uh, haven't they helped create Hamas and be part of the whole Muslim Brotherhood they thing?
2: They did. That's my, that's a big concern. I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up. And I I really believe all of these Arab nations are in uh, in allowing Israel to do what they need to do because they are tired of this issue, the Palestinian issue, and they want to see a solution. And uh, by by destroying Hamas entirely and uh, turning over uh, the Gaza Strip to Qatar or the United Arab Emirates, uh, Gaza Strip would become probably eventually it'll be another Singapore. And that's what I'm hoping for.
5: As you know, Secretary of State Blinken and President Biden are pushing a two-state solution, so two-state or one-state, which would work better?
2: I, I don't believe in the two-state solution. I, from the beginning, from early days of my salvation, when I read the Bible, there is no two states. There is one state, Israel, for both to live equally and justly. And I believe, uh, you know, I'm working with the Israeli team and Palestinian team myself, are uh, talking about a federation. And uh, we have already created uh, uh, all the, the ways how we can get it done. It's a matter of getting the, the leadership, uh, especially the United States, to buy into this idea and take the federation as an idea. The Federation of Israel or Federation of Israel Palestine. I would rather Federation of Israel and, and just leave it at that. As you
5: know, our viewers are praying for the peace of Jerusalem and an end to this war. So what else should they be praying right now and how can they help? Pray for
2: Israel and the Palestinian people to see the, the, uh, to see the vision of what is better for them. Uh, if I look at it as a Palestinian myself, the Arabs have not done that much for me, to be honest about it. Israel have you know looking at what Israel has done in the years that Israel have been established. Look at where they are at and where the Palestinians are. I would rather to be united with Israel and give the Palestinians equal rights within the Palestinian. That's that's the idea of the federation that we are working on with my Israeli team. Uh, this federation will be an equal justice For all Israelis and Palestinians to live equally and justly. Israelis are worried that if this federation idea takes place then the numbers of the Muslims will be higher. And that's not true. That's not true. The federation will not include the Gaza Strip and take the West Bank and make it as part of Israel and create a federation of Israel and Palestine together into one nation, uh, I believe the Palestinians would be much better off. Their leadership, their leaders have not done anything.
5: Yeah.
2: You know, from Mahmoud Abbas on, and before that, Yasser Arafat. The people around him who are now leading, they are the crooks, to be honest about it. and And they robbed their people.
5: Okay, we'll see what transpires in the days ahead, and we'll keep praying. Taysir Sada, thank you for your time and insights. God bless you. Thank you. I'm praying for the Federation.
0: Coming up, voices from throughout the Christian community celebrating the miracle of Israel. With Israel fighting for its right to exist, loyal friends from around the world have become more valuable than ever. I spoke with author Jonathan Feldstein about his new book, Israel, the Miracle, which includes essays from Christian leaders about the wonder that is Israel. Take a look. Jonathan Feldstein, founder of uh, Genesis 1, Two 3, not only that, but you've also helped put together this book, which is really kind of a miracle in itself, yeah. but it's called Israel, the Miracle. Tell us how this got started.
6: Um, this got started, I, I had been pl- planning a different book with an amazing publisher, Higher Life, a Christian publisher out of Orlando. And last November, just a year ago, God gave me a vision to, we're celebrating Israel's 75th anniversary, Mm -hmm. that we needed a Christian voice to celebrate that. And so I sent him an email, which I just reviewed for the first time since then, a year ago, and I said, hey David, what do you think about the idea of compiling 75 essays by 75 Christian leaders from all over the world about why Israel's significant? And to his credit, he improved upon that immediately. He said, I don't see it as a book of just simple text, but as a coffee table book mm-hmm. like this, which it is. And I just opened to Tristan Hall with a beautiful picture of Jerusalem. Yeah. But you're in here, Pat Robertson's in here, Gordon Robertson mm-hmm. is in here, and we're giving a Christian voice to the celebration of Israel with
0: diversity, geographically, denominationally, ethnically. What was the kind of response you got from the 75 authors? And how? Uh, what was the theme that you heard
6: throughout these messages? That's an amazing question, because I was honestly concerned that we would just see a parroting of the scripture for a time as this, or, 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 or be a watchman on the wall, or other such scripture that point to Israel and that people use. And what's also a miracle in this is that there are there are threads that go through the essays, but there is not any duplication.
0: And you were very thoughtful to do something for CBN. You put Pat Robertson. Uh, at, the, at the beginning of the book. Uh, he, he really was you know, one of the pioneers of uh, standing with Israel and uh, he passed away earlier this year. Right, and because normally
6: everything was going to have been alphabetical order and mm-hmm. he would have been uh, Pat Robertson following Gordon Robertson in the book, but when he died, I understood intuitively that that there are fewer people in the history of, on the Christian side, of building bridges and standing with Israel than Pat Robertson was. And how could we not honor him mm-hmm. and put his essay up front, um, even ahead of the first one who begins with an A? And I don't think anyone will have a problem with that. And I think everyone will honor in this respect that we made the right decision. And Pat Robertson's essay You you, you could open the book and just read his essay and close the book and say, like we say in Hebrew, that's enough, Mm. because his is so powerful and so intimate. And I don't know if it's a fair or accurate statement, but I believe so, based on when we received it and when he died, this is probably what I'm referring to as his last testament Mm. on Israel. But all of these essays are amazing. Yes.
0: yeah, well, he was quite the pioneer. And we here at CBN News kind of stand on his shoulders of that uh, that support that he laid the foundation for so many right, decades. Right. So how can people get a hold of this and, and what can they do?
6: Yeah, the website is IsraelTheMiracle.com mm-hmm. and just between us, our friends. Yeah, don't tell anyone sh- else. just us. <laughs> if they go in and with check checkout, type the word, the, the one word, Chris Mitchell, they're gonna get 10% off. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sh- <laughs> Yes, but we want, my goal is that this will be in people's homes and this will be yeah. a blessing. And because we're having a conversation, with Israel in the midst of a war. I think mm-hmm. that this is even all the more uh, important and it will be that blessing. So we want we'll make some money and the proceeds go to bless Israel. And there's a whole bunch of projects that we fund uh, that are listed in the back of the book. So people can feel good about that. But really, the objective is to elevate uh, Christians all around the world in their connection yeah. with Israel through through the eyes of 75 people like you and Pat Robertson.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess especially now during the war, I mean, this transcends, the war we're in now, it transcends the, really the miracle that, uh, that has gone on for thousands of years. Very much so,
6: yeah. and, and that's why this support, and, and if, even, if, even if we were to rewind and only ha- had this conversation before October 7th, this is still significant, but the truth is it's more significant now. I would agree.
0: Jonathan Feldsing, great to be Thank with you. Chris, it's a delight. Still ahead, an Arab pastor in Nazareth meeting the needs of Israeli war victims, both Arab and Jew. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you.
5: Call us toll
0: free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com
5: slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. During
0: times of war, acts of bravery can be seen in more places than just the battlefield. Our next story is about a pastor in the Arab city of Nazareth making a courageous stand, helping Jew and Arab without discrimination. And it got off to a strong start
3: thanks to the generosity of CBN partners. We are trying all the time to build bridges between Arab and Jews. And especially on these times that hatred is spreading all over, we try to be light in darkness how to take an action and show the love of Jesus. This is our message. So the media is trying to show the bad picture, but I want to tell you that there is a lot of good things happening. If you want to know the truth about what's happening between Arab and Jews, you need to come and see. CBN is a part or essential part of what we're doing today. First organization that respond to us directly when war started and we saw that a lot of evacuated families need help. They said we are with you. Just go ahead and stop buying, you know, a, the needs, food, uh, a clothes, a shoes. We are standing we with you. When war started, you know, we directly received a phone call from the mayor of Galilee. The first time I met this mayor and we worked with him helping both Arab and Jews. And when he came to us, you know, he visited us here in this place and he said, I appreciate the holy work that you are doing. Today we are working together as one body for the glory of God. <laughs> We are helping the evacuated families mm-hmm. that they came from both sides, from uh, south and north because they flee from their homes with nothing they have. So we decided to help these families and these children to uh, buy for them, you know, new winter clothes, uh, long sleeves, uh, new shoes for the winter, uh, everything that we can help. And this humanitarian aid center, it's not for Jewish, it's not for Muslims, it's not for Christians, it's for everyone. It's difficult but I'm doing what I feel that God is calling me to do. Why? Because when Jewish see that I'm blessing the Jewish people, when Arabs see that I'm blessing the Arab people, they understand, oh, not, he is not, you know, with one side. Mm-hmm. He's helping everyone. And that is what Jesus did. And if you see in our food packages, it's written here in three languages, Arabic, Hebrew, and English. He went about doing good, go and do likewise. We want to be bridge builders and to show the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ here in the land of Israel and in Nazareth. We are one family. We can live together.
0: If you want to be part of this outreach, go to the CBN website and search for CBNIsrael.org. You can see ways to help there. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on social media, and you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And remember to continue to pray for the safety of IDF soldiers, all those caught in harm's way, and for the safe return of all the hostages. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.